0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest praise. I give you all the honor and all the glory. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. At the Lord Hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh hallelujah My 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 lord my lord and my savior the presence of the Lord is in this place Now don't don't get it gone because you know I'm gonna Woo Hallelujah the healer and the redeemer is in the house today the restorer is in the house today hallelujah hallelujah Ma, 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 ma. Yes. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen! 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 Hallelujah! Yeah, 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
1: Yeah.
0: yeah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah, 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 I say like Call it what you want, I don't show off for you. I show you. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. All right, all right. Well, Thank you all for responding to the move of the Holy Ghost. I want to remind you that if you took a Christmas for Christ card, that we need to get that money in. Um, we have about two weeks left to collect our money, and then we'll need to start preparing. To, at least that's what they told me. And so we need to get our finances in so that we can give our offering. Amen. Um, the Lord is really good. Um, I, I, I want you to know that I did not miss the mark. I, I'm following after the Holy Ghost. And so you may think that I have missed the mark. But when you turn with me to John 17, 9 through 24, I, don't want, I want to welcome Brother Curtis with us today. Just come through, passing through. And, uh we welcome him to Grace Gospel Worship Center. If there are any other guests that I've missed, I welcome you to Grace Gospel Worship Center. Also, I want to remind you, the only reason my figures did not uh, line up with you when I told you the chairs were $55 a piece because I did not um, equate shipping in there, which is pretty high. So, But, I, I mean, I'm not even... Uh, if, we, if we sell a chair, you buy a chair, just know it's not your chair. You're just supporting the kingdom of God and offsetting, offsetting the, uh, the finances that we have spent thus far. Amen. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Bible Classic Edition. You may have your King James Version. I, I pray that you will not be offended by what I'm reading out of the Amplified uh, and not the King James, but it, it kind of is a little uh, clearer sometimes. So I went with this chapter and this verse and this uh, Bible now, this is Jesus praying for himself and uh, starting in. Well, actually, if you go through the first few verses, it's Jesus praying for himself. And starting in six, he begins to pray for his disciples. And then after he begins to pray for his disciples, then he begins to pray for the believers. I'm going to start in verse nine. The Bible says that I am praying for them. This is Jesus. I'm not praying, requesting for the wor- the world but for those you have given me, for they belong to you. He's saying they belong to you, Lord. All things that are mine are yours. All things that are yours belong to me. I am glorified in through them. They have done me honor in them. My glory is achieved. And now I am more in the world, but these are still in the world. I'm sorry. i I, Let me go back and read that properly. And now I am no more in the world, but these are still in the world. That's us. Okay? And I am coming to you, Holy Father. keep Keep in your name, in the knowledge of yourself, those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. Remember that word. That they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I kept and preserved them in your name. In the knowledge and worship of you, those you have given me, I have guarded and protected. And not one of them has perished or or is lost except the son of perdition, Judas Iscariot. Iscariot. The one who is now doomed to destruction, destined to be lost that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I am coming to you. I say these things while I am still in the world so that may, my joy will be made full and complete and perfect in them that they may experience my delight fulfilled in them, that my enjoyment may be perfected in their own souls, that they may, be, may have my gladness within them filling their hearts. I have given and delivered to them your word, your message, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Do not, they do not, it's, I'm sorry, they, do not belong to the world. They do not, basically what he's saying, they, uh, because they are not of the world, they do not belong in the world, just as I am not of the world. I don't, I don't ask you, we'll take. I do not ask that you will take them out of the world, but that you will keep and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, worldly, belonging to the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, purify, consecrate, separate them from, for, their, for yourself, make them holy. By the truth, your word is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And so for their sake and on their behalf, I sanctify, dedicate, consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified, dedicated, consecrated, made holy in the truth. Neither for these alone do I pray. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who ever come to believe in, trust in, cling to, rely on me through the word and teaching. Verse 21 says that they all may be one. Say that with me, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us so that the world may believe and be convinced that you have sent me. 22 said I have given to them the glory and honor which have which you have given me that they may be one even as we are one. I am them and you I am I in them and you in me in in order that they may become one and perfectly united. That the world may know and defiantly recognize or definitely recognize that you sent me and that you have loved them even as you have loved me, Father, I desire that they also whom you have entrusted me as your gift to me may be with me where I am, so that they may also may see my glory which you have given me your loving gift, me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. The Lord was dealing with me, so when these scriptures came, this is how it came to me, a fragrance of unity. A fragrance of unity. You'd bow your heads with me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as I come before you today, I am nothing. I'm nothing without you. And Lord God, I, I pray that this word that you've given me will empower and entrust and and empower and lead this church to the next level, Lord God, that you have called us to go. God, I pray for your anointing on my lips and on my head. Lord, let this be your word, not my word. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, let let every heart be open and ear be open to receive what thus saith the Lord today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Well, I love the Lord today. We've had a great move of God but as I go through this service I want you to understand that God is looking for unity in the Bible in the body. In the Amen. Amen. The Bible says that when the Holy Ghost when the Holy Spirit came they had all things in common priorities goals and mission were all in alignment and it turned the world upside down. If you read in Acts 2:43 through 45 it says and fear came upon every soul and my wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that believed were what together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need now i'm not asking you to sell nothing i'm not asking you to get rid of nothing i'm asking you that you if there is anything that is not bringing us in unity or coming in one mind and one accord that we get some things in place so that the body is in one mind and one accord amen When we come into the unity with God, uh, God's heart, we will have the kind of love that reaches out to this broken world. See, this church cannot grow unless the church is reaching out. It reaches across the aisles and across the ethnicity of our world. There cannot be a a, a mindset that we cannot talk to uh, one ethnic group or another ethnic group. We have to have our minds made up that as for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. We've got to have a a heart that says the Lord loved every sinner. Okay, too fast. Who's Okay, going too fast. I need to know who I'm, who's, okay. You got to let me know if I'm going too fast. Okay. I got to go back to my notes. I looked at Brian and then I didn't see him talking, so I was like, oh my. So so let me say the the church has to be unified so that when we go to the world that, that the church that, that the world sees A a body of love, a a person of love, a person that that when they bring them to the house of the Lord, that not only did that person love them, but the next person that comes up to them shows the very same agape love that God has put in us. Amen. It reaches across the aisles and the ethnicity of our world. This love empties hell and fills heaven with people hear me when I preach this. It, I think it's amazing that Jesus prays and asks that we, would, they, we are made one and that we, he makes us one with one another. I, I find it uh, amazing that even in the scripture, he begins to pray for himself at first. It says, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, and this is no scripture she has, but it says, father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that that thy son also may glorify thee. And as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life as many as thou given, given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. He is saying, I have preached. I've taught about you. I've talked about your goodness. I've talked about it. Amen. And he's saying, Lord, help me to continue to walk that walk. Help me to continue to love the people that you sent me here to help. Jesus was praying that the church, the closeness, the agreement that he had with the Father, that, that he wanted us to experience the same with one another as well and with him. There is something supernatural and empowering and divine about unity. I looked up unity to see how it's described in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary and the quality, it's, it's addressed like this. It's the quality or state of not being multiple, but oneness. A condition of harmony, one accord. The quality or state of being made one, unification. So he's talking about us being unified amen, that if I have offended you, my friend, that I'm going to come to you and go, look, uh, I know I I, I I just feel something. I sense something between you and I, and I need to know what have I done. If I have offended you, please let me make it right because I want us to be unified. I want when, when my brother over here, uh, that uh, brother Britt sees us together, that there is no let me try to walk away from you so I don't have to really greet you, but that I have made some things right with you, right, that I've come to you and said, Brother Aaron, if there's anything I've ever done to you, please forgive me. I want to make sure it's right. And you need to be able to articulate, yes, you hurt me. Because he'll never be released until he articulates back to me that I hurt him. And there will never be unity between him and I if he never opens his mouth. Now cultures, we have different cultures here, different ethnicities in here. But it does not matter in God's eyes how many different ethnicities are sitting in this house right now. What he did is he said, I've come and I've died for every one of you. I came in here. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It don't matter where you came from. It don't matter what side of the street you lived on. I came and I died for you, and I want to see my glory in you, and I want to see my love in you, and I want to see you manifest that love. Revival can't come, I'm going to tell you just like it is, this is what the Lord said, revival can't come unless the church is unified. We're praying for prodigals, we're praying for backsliders, we even have family that aren't even in the area we're praying for, but until the church is unified, the spirit of God, I'm just telling you, if we don't have unity in this church, we come on Monday night and pray, we can't expect. To see God dispatch angels, smoke cam Washington, is that right? Yakima, Washington, to do a work in three girls that need the divine move of the Holy Ghost in their lives in a divine, apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled UPC church. Because I have found there are churches that call them apostolic, but don't. They might have a form of godliness, just as the Pharisees had, but they lack something. Jesus is coming back. The church had better unify now, because there's a day coming that if the church don't get together now, when the storms really rise, listen, I'm telling you, uh, I received an email from a a, a brother, a bishop, and he sent it, and he just uh, he said God said some things are coming. Storms that we're not accustomed to. We thought COVID was a major storm in our lives, and we scrambled to try to uh, be able to work through it. But there's a storm coming that the church had better be unified, able to come together, able to stand in unity, able to pray for one another, able to defend one another, able to love one another, able to hold one another, because there's a day coming that this world is going to be shaken because Jesus is readying himself to come back. And if I say, I'm sorry, you know, Nathan, I can't, him and I, you know, a difference in our, our skin color, where he came from, I can't be holding him. I can't be, I can't be protecting him. All right, thank you, Seth, thank you. But you understand what I'm saying, right? There's gotta be a spirit that says, hey, come on, man, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. We're not gonna be left behind. We're going to fight this fight of good faith. Amen. We're going to keep walking with you. We're not turning back. We've come too far now to, to look back on our past, to think that we lost something, to think that we left something behind. We are now walking in the brotherlyhood and sisterlyhood of Jesus Christ. He said, My, the father, you, we all have different biological fathers, but we have one spiritual father. And that is Jesus Christ, amen? He is our Abba Father, our only Father that really you can really fall in love with that will, has, has left this world because he died for your sins and my sins. That's true love. True love. No greater love than a man lay down his life. Division is an art. You see, we live in an incredibly divisive culture and world. Division is an art, and it is demonic, spiritual strategy. It's a spiritual strategy of Satan. It's opposite of what being kingdom-minded, a kingdom-minded person is all about. Operating in a kingdom culture is all about. We elevate the art of argument and gossip, which destroys unity. Not only is there a supernatural, listen, I came to preach to, to the church. This is what God told me to preach to, to bring to you. I'm bringing it to you. It's not going to be, you're not going to run like we were just running to the song. This is about checking my spirit. This is about checking my heart. This is about checking my walk with Jesus. Amen. This has everything to do with the kingdom of God. This has nothing to do with who you are. It has nothing to do with whether you pay your tithes or you don't pay your tithes. This has everything to do with our salvation and whether somebody else can be saved. Not only is there supernatural response to the unity biblically, but also a strength and support in the natural. In Ecclesiastes four eleven through 12 says this, again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I want to unpack Psalms 133 to you this morning, hopefully, and expand some understanding to you with this, what God gave me. Psalms 133:1 one says, behold, how good and how pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment up on the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descends upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessings, even life forevermore. Listen, first of all, let me, let's me let take a, a look at verse 1. It addresses brothers. And I, if you don't mind me saying and sisters. It didn't say sisters, but we're all brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God. Okay? It is so true. It talks about us dwelling together. It is so true that people that, that people you are closest with have the most have the potential and have the most uh, ability to have conflict amongst ourselves. I've seen brothers and sisters, natural brothers and sisters grow up with each other and they are not unified. That's biological. That's something that you literally have in common. You have a mom and a dad, whether they're together or not, it doesn't really matter, but that's a biological connection that, that makes, they, that. but they're divided. They're, they don't, they're not unified. They have no interactions. They don't even have, half the time, they don't even call each other. Something has come between them to separate them as siblings, Lots of opportunity, both good and bad, between dwelling together, we know. But the Apostle Paul had to address the church a number of times. This is very, this very church, that, that early church in Acts had all things in common and turned the world upside down and was, was now having issues and divisions. Philippians 4, 2 through 3 said, I beseech you, Eudeus, and beseech you, Senche." that they be of the same mind in the Lord, I and I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow. You know what yoke fellow means? That means we be yoked together. Yeah. Come on. We be yoked together. Nothing's going to break us. If I get a little bit weak in the Holy Ghost, he's going to say, wait a minute. Time to get up. I got you. We're going to make this walk together. Yeah. We're going to continue this walk, but, but wait a minute. Right? Thank God he can hold me. I was going down there for a moment. But the bottom line is we need to be yoked together in the church. It don't matter what color he is. It don't matter where he came from. It don't matter who his biological daddy was. All that matters is that our father is Jesus and that we are walking this walk together to make it into the kingdom of God. And we want, the mission is we want to see more souls saved. Thank you. you We want to see more souls saved. Right. Amen. Good. I entreated you, yoke to true yoke fellow. Help those women which labored with me in the gospel with Clement also and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. We are to share our struggles. This 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 goes past all our American ideas. We're personal, we're private, but yet we're a family. We call ourselves a family, I think. I think we're supposed to call ourselves a church family, but maybe maybe we just, I don't know what we should call ourselves if we're not really church family. But when I'm weak, my brother knows. Amen. And when someone calls you and says, I'm thinking about you, God has laid them on, laid you on their mind. <laughs> you need to understand they're not soul searching. They're not digging to find out what dirty junk you done fooled around with. They're calling because God just put you on their mind. And he's wanting me wanting you to touch base with them and let them because then that way, you know, oh, God, just God just showed me. He loved me. God showed me. He loved me out of the clear blue. This guy hadn't called me in a while now he called me he called me to check on me mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had a man that's not even he used to be a churchgoer mm-hmm. so don't just don't ever don't ever think that God can't use someone okay so but don't get twisted it, it I was having a bad day, right? And he, he sent me this uh, text. He said, hey, brother, he said, I want you to know God loves you. I know I'm not where I need to be, but I love you too, and I appreciate you being consistent. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I just I just thought I'd reach out to you. I called him. I didn't text him back. I called him. Uh-huh. I said, but "I said, buddy, let me explain something to you. God used you in a miraculous way. You need to get back to where you belong. Right. Yeah. You need to get back to the feet of Jesus uh-huh. because there's a purpose for you in the kingdom of God. Yes. Yes. Amen. You, you didn't know. He didn't know. Not, he don't even. He don't even. He, anyway. I said, you need to get in a church that preaches truth. You need to get in a place. I said, you know me. He went to school with my sister and I, and he knows her better. Well, he, he knows me really good, but he was in her 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 class. But the bottom line is, him and I have connected, and, and we have made a relationship through the years and talked about the goodness of God. When he was in church, we would talk about the Word of God because the studies that they teach and preach are not what I, our studies of teaching and preaching, and it's only because someone has not given them a direction or taught them. They only know what they were given. Amen? If you're told the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are three, then you're going to believe Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are three. My Bible tells me they are one. Amen. Amen. If you don't know that, you're not going to understand that. And without the Holy Ghost, you can't understand it. The Bible says without the Spirit, you cannot understand the things of the Lord. You can know the Word, but not know the Word. Right? You can know it knowledge-wise, but not spiritually. So the reason we need to love one another is so that when we are testifying and witnessing to each other, they see the love of Jesus in us. Amen. Not condemnation, not Amen. not a place of going, Well, you know, you're not in my ethnicity. You know, you just hurt me. You said a word. I, you, you're another one. Check, check. I have two people here. I don't want to be around. Oh, the third one, she just looked at me wrong. Right? Oh, Lord, this one here, he's staring at me now. I got just let me go. Don't let me look at nobody. Let me just look straight. Let me get out of here and not make no eye contact with nobody because I hate making eye contact. Because if we make eye contact, I mean we may have to talk. Oh, Jesus. Right? That's how, that's how we act. We, we, we get that way, right? When we start getting offended, when we start when offense is only the devil. The devil wants you to be offended. The devil wants you to be Uh, offended against somebody or or have a feeling that you talked about me or you didn't like me You didn't invite me to something. You should have invited me. I, I I'm your best friend in the church and you didn't invite me Oh You forgot That's a good one. That's true. I accept that I accept that but the problem is right if I wasn't I'd be like yeah, right You thought about my sister Right? I'm talking about unity in the church. Y'all, I'm just telling you, the revival that God is wanting to bring this church, this church cannot contain the revival. The building cannot hold the, the people that are going to come to this church when the church is healthy, when the church is bound together. Yes, we just come through 21 days of fasting, but I got a feeling why God is talking about unity is because we prayed and we fasted. There's still some things that have to get in order and in place inside us so that we can be what he wants us to be. Amen. I want to be right with God. I want to be healthy with God. I want to walk in his ways, not my ways. I want the Holy Ghost to flow. I want that when I walk on the scene, they don't even see me. They see Jesus. Amen. Lord, have mercy. First Corinthians 1 10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing and that there be no division among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment the amplified said like but i urge you and entreat you brethren by the name of the lord jesus christ that all of you be in perfect harmony and full agreement in what you say and that there be no dissensions or factions or divisions among you that but that you be perfectly united in your common understanding and in your opinions and judgments. Another another version says this: First Corinthians eleven eighteen. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that divisions exist among you, and in part, I believe it. Titus said this in three ten. Uh, Reject a, fra- a factuous man after a first and second warning. How would it? How would you like to have? the conflicts and divisions that you were a part of being written. The church, Jesus was touching on the disciples because he was uh, there was stuff going on that was not right. Now, it was written, you know why it was written? It was so that the church and so that the churches could learn from that. Amen. Obviously, Jesus had to deal with it, had to minister to it, had to, to get things in order so that the churches could be unified, so that people could be healed. Hear me right? We're wondering why we haven't seen the divine healing, why my brother hadn't come out that wheelchair. Maybe we need to have some unity, huh? I'm not calling you out. Maybe some of you feel like we're all unified, but if there's any, any gossip, any backbiting, any, anything that would hinder you from wanting to to love someone, love me. I know I'm not lovable, but you got to love me. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. What? Okay, thank you. Thank you. One of the sacred scriptures in Proverbs 6, 16 through 19 says this in King New King James, these six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are the abomination to him. Proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who speaks and sows discord among the brethren. God is about building. He's about building some things, okay? And unity builds and discord destroys. Getting back to Psalms 133, I think the most important part of it is that David's attention to some things. He said that it was good and pleasant that they uh, be together, right? Behold, uh, he said, it is like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard coming down upon the edge of his robes. Exodus 30, 22 through 30 said, God had directed that a special oil be mixed and applied to the tent of the meeting, the ark of the testimony, the table, the ark, the lampstand, the, lamp stand, the utensils, and, the, uh, and then anoint Aaron and his sons. This was elaborate, deliberate, and, and, and the, the ingredients were expensive. And you would have known what they were wherever the oil would have been, had been touched or had touched and where it was applied. Ever, ever been around someone? My daughter-in-law uses uh, some kind of mint um, oil. Uh, like a, a peppermint, right? If you ever been around anybody that uses oils, right? They 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 have a fragrance, right? If you haven't been around somebody that needs some, I've been at church camp, and boy, some of them young men need some oil. But the point is that that you would notice it, right? You. Like, you know, it's totally different than when you smell anointing oil. Right. Yeah. This oil smells like olive oil. And you got to like the smell of olive oil. Right. But when you begin to break down the oils, you see, I, I, it was like the oil and there is oil. Uh, think about the essential oils that there, I, I was doing some research. It said there's like 150 oils, yeah. right? Fragrances. And so how true that is, but there is just a few, okay, that I went ahead and picked out that I thought might be, because Jesus used some of them, right, or they used some of them on Jesus, so I picked some of them. So there was, a few were uh, peppermint, okay, one was myrrh, frankincense, I picked out ginger, I don't like ginger, Tam likes ginger, but eucalyptus, cinnamon, jasmine, okay, Think about those oils, but there was a spiritual significance with the oil, but also natural significance, and it is like dwelling in unity, okay? It was about consecration, dedication. David is using that as a comparison to dwelling in unity among the brethren and the brothers. Here's another like, it is like the dew of Harmon. Coming down upon the mountains of Zion. In Israel, listen to this. In Israel, rain does not typically fall for about six months between May and October. When the fruit is growing, dew is essential. Right. Right. Amen. Dew is essential. That's, what, that's where it gets its moisture. That's where it gets its watering. Yes. So unity is essential for the kingdom of God. Yes. Unity is essential to see miracles. Yes. Unity is essential to see souls saved and birthed at the front of the altar. Unity is is important to see people being baptized in Jesus' name. Unity, if I did not say it already once, unity is is important so that we can see healing. It's an image of refreshing and resource that is a benefit. Some of the driest times, and seasons are sustained by unity. Watch this, and and, and I'm going to read it in the Amplified like this. It reads, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like a precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard coming down upon the edge of his robe. It is like the dew of Her- Her- Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion, uh, uh, for there the Lord commanded his blessings. Listen, once, once unity comes in, he's talking about blessings start coming. For I think, let me go back to scripture, because I want to make sure I read it right. It says, it is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. That's the church, uh, uh, you know, we'll call it, the, you know, it's a tip, type and shadow of the church, Zion. So when his presence comes, the unity, right? The presence of God comes. For the Lord commanded the blessings life. for what? Forever? I don't know how much money you all got, but my money won't last forever. (laughs) Amen. My health is not going to last forever. But his word said his blessings will last forever. Amen. Whatever they are coming to us, if we are bound together and unified, they will last forever. I believe that unity draws the attention and response of God. I believe that unity brings a response and reward from God. Yes. Hebrews 11:6 tells us that God is a rewarder. You see, the Bible says that he commands a blessing. There is a response from God when there are brothers dwelling together in unity. And if unity attracts and draws response from God... What do you think happens when disunity is the opposite? It destroys the fragrance, the refreshing, the atmosphere of unity. It creates another atmosphere that attracts the attention of hell. It attracts the attention of hell. So I speak this to all ethnicities of this church. There cannot be division in the church. I don't care whether you speak English or you don't speak English. I don't care if you... I don't care what your native tongue is, whatever it is, there can't be no disunity in the church. We got to love one another, we can't and we can't be fake at it. I will know if you don't love me. You can tell. You can tell if someone don't love you. It's the devil's playground is what it is. Think about the blessings of unity in a marriage. I'm going to give you a moment to think about that. Think of the blessings of a marriage when it's unified. Think about a business that's not unified. Think about a business that's not disciplined. A business that does not have goals. A business that doesn't have finances. Right? A team of any sort that has no unity. It's like the bad news bears. One couldn't catch, one couldn't throw, one couldn't bat. There was no unity in the team, right? There has to be a team mindset. Look, I'm not going to stand here and take all the shots myself because then I become a glorified uh, athlete. I'm going to use athlete terminology. Forgive me, I'm not supposed to do that anymore. I kind of understood that after a training seminar I went to, but I look like the only one I want to be the one that gets seen. Oh, did you see that? Oh man, I can do this all day. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I had a friend, man, he would body, he'd done some weightlifting, and so every time he reached out, he would go, <laughs> Did he not? He did. He'd pick up something, he'd go, Dude was in love with his body. I never know. I've never seen nobody like that before. I mean, he would literally—he'd pick up my daughter when she was a little baby, Uh just like that. And then when he would pull her in, he would go. And when he would hand me back, hand her back to me, he would go. Could you imagine him taking a fork? Oh, I just God don't like ugly. My wife told me about that. I just had a muscle spasm. God forgive me. God forgive me. Oh, Lord, okay. Huh? See so you. Di, di, division. I was gossiping. That did God. Did, see what happens? See what happened? I was gossiping. That just God just taught me a lesson right now. I was gossiping about somebody. I should not have been gossiping. I am hurting. I got you, Lord. Forgive me. Oh, Jesus. No, he is not. Mm. Jesus, forgive me. That was real. That was real. Unity sets an atmosphere coordinated in diversity. Where the fruit of the spirit is evident. There's gentleness as we move forward. It It is attracting to God. It is attracting to people that are searching for something in this world that is so divided. Amen. How do we reach unity? I'm glad you asked. Part of it we covered. Know that Jesus prayed that we would be made one as one. And that we would come into agreement with his heart. And values, etc. That means that everything he valued, we would value. Despite what you look like, despite who you are, despite where you come from, his values were. I don't care. I don't care where you come from. I'm going to sit and eat with you. I'm going to sit in fellowship with you, though you might not live totally the way you should live yet. I, I, I'm going to still sit with you. I'm going to still love you. I'm going to. Jesus sat with the sinners. Why can't the church sit with sinners? Why can't the church sit with sinners, Amen. right? Think of I'm 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 gonna stay there for a little bit. I'm meddling. This is where God put me. I'm telling you, right? Wait till the chairs come in. Uh-huh. They're here, but wait till the pews go. Uh, who's all this stuff? Oh, it yours? I'm gonna be sitting here, huh? You okay with that, Amen. huh? Let me just help you out here, little sister. I am coming to sit. This is my seat. You see this 20 and a half inches is my seat. Okay? I'm gonna sit and have church with you, sis. Is that all right? Whoa, mm. uh. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. She said, "Huh, Lord. Um, okay, well, maybe, maybe you're not a sinner, are you? Yes, I am. Oh Lord. I am, I'm a sinner. Mm. If you only knew how much sinner I was. <laughs> Saved by grace, so. Saved by grace. Thanks be to God. The Bible said we're all sinners. But Ephesians says this in the New King James, for endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. How do we endeavor? Draw near to God. James 4.8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. If two people are in, in any relationship are in unity with God, their mission motives are aligned with God. And the unity is, and unity is possible. They may have differences of opinion on how things should happen, but the mission still is ultimately the mission. Yeah. Examine your heart. What am I wanting out of this? What am I wanting out of this? Many offenses are credited by either too self self-will or unmet expectations. James describes it as the desire within you. Examine the fruit. You need to examine your fruit. Am I am I am I a quarrelsome person? Am I self-willed, passive, aggressive behavior, or jealous? So I have found jealousy is one of the worst things. Jealousy, you know, jealousy. I'm going to use Bishop as an example only because I, I, I can talk about him and know he won't get his feelings hurt. But here's jealousy. Jealousy is me sitting. In my position, going, man, I can't wait to get to that. That's jealousy. I want that. Right? That's jealousy. Or oh, I want, I, oh, I can't wait to get Sister Colleen's job. I can't wait to be, I'm a better teacher than Sister Colleen. Colleen can't teach. <laughs> she said, here. <laughs> but the bottom line is, you know, jealousy says I, I can do better. But when there's no jealousy, jealousy says, what can we do to make it right together? How can we be better together, right? Two can do better than one. Amen. Amen. The Bible says one puts a thousand, two can put 10,000. Come on, if we would bind together, if we would become like strands of rope and become intertwined together, we could do miracles, signs and wonders. We could combat the demonic attacks that come into the church. We could tear down strongholds. We could pray healing over those that are sick. We could pray healing over those that are afflicted and need And he- We could pray over marriages, and marriages would be restored. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. But we got to decide to come into alignment with the heart of God and kingdom values and keep the mission the highest priority, which is what? Souls. Souls, that shouldn't be a, that's only been my heartbeat all these years. I, I, you can't be in a position and not have a heartbeat for souls. I don't care where you are. You've got to have a heartbeat for souls. Uh, we can be taught. I'm closing. Ephesians 4, 3, 4 11 through 13, and he himself gave some the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So, you now you know I've said it. I've come to the end. Unity says that I want to get where I need to be. Unity says whatever I need to do to get where I need to be, so I can help you as a teacher. Amen. Unity says what do I got to do to help you, Reverend? So I can be. Can can I walk under you? Can I? Can you pour into me some things? Can you? Can you answer to me? Can you? develop me mentoring is man, bro, uh, brother I, I, you know can you teach me again how to use that zero radius you know so I can know how to use the zero radius and you think you could I, I don't really want to learn how to plant stuff and be a, a, a green thumb but I see you love it so would you mind I guess I better learn would you show me Sure. right Amen. man brother you, you you work on things and your your carpenter and your you do things. I, you think I could learn from under come up under you and learn some things so that could you mentor me so I could learn? Yeah. As a teacher, you think I could come up under you and and maybe you could give me some pointers of how to teach the adult lesson. You think you could spend some time with me, right? You think you could sister the, the how the Lord dealt with you and when prayer one night and you God gave you a scripture. Can you can you mentor me? Could you Speak some life into me. How, did, how do you get there? How do, I, how do I have that relationship you have with the Lord that I would hear the voice of God? We got talents in the church. There's talents sitting in this church. I'm going to tell you what I need. We want to have super church because people, so they can bring their little kids, after they have Sunday school, they can stay downstairs. But i got to have teams. The whole reason reason Sunday school wasn't working well, when we moved it to the time we moved it to, because the teachers never got in the church service. So they were dying. So I said, well, I would rather rather not lose souls. People that are dedicated and want to be here will be here. So now I want to try to start a super church so that the kids can have church after Sunday school they get a bathroom break. Someone will go down and play a couple chords. we have some games. Teach them the word of God at a Bible store. You don't have to preach. All you got to do is be able to tell about Jonah and the whale, Noah and the ark, David and Goliath, fishers and men. Right. All you got to be able to do is talk about the love of Jesus, spend a few minutes on that with them, and then teach them that the chair is an altar. Go <laughs> cool. on. You know, this is what we do when we pray to God. We reverence the Lord. We get down on our knees. That's the whole purpose of reverence in the Lord. You know, reverence is not this. When you really reverence someone, it's, it, if you really want to reverence the Lord, it would be this way. Because I am not worthy to even stand before him. That's true reverence. But we teach them, we need to teach them something that this is what we do. This chair is an altar. I know it's a chair, but in God's eyes, it's become an altar. And we get down and we talk to the Lord just like this. But see, you can't do that. You can't do that without people being a part of the kingdom of God. Having unity that says, I can do that. I can do that one Sunday every other week. Cause I only miss a Sunday. Then there'll be another team that goes down there, and you can't play a keyboard. That's fine. I've got a keyboard. Do you hit a key? It'll play some old songs, and all of you should know them. But we need we need people. We need people. People to get involved in the kingdom of God. Unity says wherever you need me, I'm willing. To, I'm willing to submit to the covenant agreement. I'm willing to live up to the covenant that you have set in place. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to see the kingdom advance. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to pour into those children. I'm willing. Because Jesus is coming back. And if all they get is the 30, 40 minutes of Sunday school downstairs, and then they have no worship, and then what they're going to be taught is how to take an offering. Be an usher. They're going to lead prayer. I don't care if it's just, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Thank you, Jesus. I don't care if they say, Lord, I know you love me because you died for me. Amen. Right? I don't care how they do it, but we're going to train them. That gives us the ability to train them for the future of whatever the future the church has before Jesus comes back. But we got to have people. We, we got people wearing three or four or five hats in here. That can't be. The church can never be effective. That's why there needs to be a unity. Unity says, look, when there's a hole in the wall, it's not this guy going. Everybody gets it to the wall, hands everywhere on the wall, holding them, putting their fingers in the hole, figuring go, okay, now. Now that we got the hole, stop. Get the mud. Start filling the holes, Okay. That one's filled. Come on, fill this one. It's filled. Now we got these holes over here. That, that's where the kingdom of God comes together. I got people say, well, I've done my time. I can tell you right now, maybe not at 85, but when it comes time for a transition, I will not stop giving Bible studies. That's what God called me to do first and foremost is to win souls. Calling for shepherd came second. We had to sit at the dining room table with people. My own son-in-law brought me a guy. My daughter in here. Brought him to me. I'd feed him every Monday night, teaching Bible study at my table. Talking about the goodness of God. Teaching just about, I think I taught grace to glory then. I was teaching grace to glory, something like that. I was able to be in Dave and Pat's life, uh, brother and sister McCully's life, by a Bible study. Never knew that it would end up. I kn- he was already attending another church. He was a saint at another. He was a he was a member at their church. I, I was just. He said, "Let's have Bible study." I said, "Let's have study. That sounds good. Let's have Bible study." As we were studying, God just started. He's got. He was talking to me the other day. You know, he's been watching how God has changed he's been keeping a diary. Sometime I want him to tell you his story, but if you I mean it's amazing when he started re- recounting some things to me and telling you church, unity. Stand with me, stand, 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 please. I said closing. Every one of you have a talent in this church that God wants to use but there's there's things that he's looking for unity is whatever it takes to do what God wants me to do I'm going to do Right, because whatever it took for my salvation he did right I mean he didn't just sidestep it he didn't soft step it he didn't halfway do it he gave his all I know there's things you don't want to give up, right? Can I be real? I mean there was things I didn't want to give up. I'm gonna tell you, I just you know, we just came off a 21 day fast. Never in my life did I ever think someone from the past would ever come back into my life and go, Man, I miss when you and I used to get high. Do you know what you're missing? I went, no. Since I came into Jesus, I haven't missed anything that I left behind. I haven't missed nothing. My life has been far better. My life with Jesus has been far better. I want to be unified with one another. I want to see God move. I want to see the miraculous in this church. I want to see our children saved. got in now i may have missed my mark but god didn't miss his okay i'm just going to tell you i'm going to invite the whole church because i'm not going to ask just individuals to come i want the church to come today because i want the lord to do a work in all of us including myself When I preach unity, I don't preach unity not to me and just to you. I preach unity to myself. Anytime I preach from this pulpit, I preach to myself. I want God to do works. There's things going on in our marriages and in our families and in our children that unless we come together, truly come together, it's... When we are all in one mind and one accord, like he said on the day of Pentecost, they were in one mind and one accord. He made them stay there till they became one. He said, Y'all gotta go there and tarry. To be endued. Well, he was the one sending the power. He said, You must go and tarry and wait for the comforter to come. You need it's expedient that I go. This will bring power to you. You'll do signs and wonders greater than I've ever done before. The altar's open. I'm going to come because I want to see the body. even if you don't intend to be a part of the ministry you need to come that you want me to be in the kingdom of God. Jesus. I can't but Jesus can. can. Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power of your word and the authority of the Holy Ghost I speak healing to this mind, I speak healing to every eccentric part of her memory banks, every part of her memory, God, that there be divine healing take place in Jesus' name, by the authority of the Holy Ghost, be thou healed in Jesus' name. Touch my sister right now, Lord God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. name. pray for the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost, oh God, to move and intervene, Lord God, to touch this family, these children that are not here. God, let the unity of the church, Lord God, flourish in Jesus' name, that we might see your glory in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. name. Great things great things in Jesus'